0: Creative, creative connections. Hi everyone, I'm Adam Deer. Welcome to Creative Connections. Today I'm joined by Kay Tuckerman. Kay, how you doing?
1: I'm great, thanks Adam. How are you?
0: Yeah, really good. It's Sunday morning here, but Saturday evening where you are.
1: That is correct. And Saturday evenings in Manhattan at the moment started about 5 p.m. So (laughs) (laughs) you can see on this call, but the listeners can't, that the sky is um, nearing dark grey blue because it's nighttime at 5 (laughs) p.m.
0: It looks nice.
1: Thank you, thank you. It does actually, it's it coming up in a very nice nice colour. It's nice. And my plants behind me that I've, I've been propagating plants during uh, the lockdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Have you gotten uh, into some random things during lockdown?
1: Yes, I have. And it plants. I mean, again, you can see behind, but the yeah. listeners can't. So I'm currently growing um, uh, I'm a total brown brown thumb. My mum is an amazing gardener. I cannot garden to save myself. (laughs) And during the lockdown, I was like, oh, oh, I've just try this out. And I've been really, really great at it. I, I'm really proud of myself. I've got um, I've got some, I believe it's called Mother-in-Law's Tongue, and I've got uh, some Monstera, and I've got, uh, oh, there's a vine, and I don't know what that is, but uh, I've got ivy, which I know what that is, but there's a yeah. different vine as well. And I have, um, uh, my latest one is two sweet potatoes, which are growing like crazy. It was like the like the Triffids came to my apartment store <laughs> oh, yeah. at um, I had Probably to cut are. them back, but I don't know what to do with them now. They're just growing, yeah. so yeah, that's been one of my my uh, my newfound hobbies during lockdown. Oh, lovely!
0: <laughs> well, at some point, you're going to be able to eat two sweet potatoes.
1: Hey, no, well, I don't know. I, I, they're no? growing. They're, they've okay. got the potatoes. Just have just have stems growing out of them, and I, so I don't know that they are edible anymore. Yeah, yeah. They might. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might have to get like an indoor like potting basket thing specifically for potato type things.
0: Maybe,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll update you in a couple of months of how, yes, how I've got do that. <laughs> it's
0: like a weird school project. I hope it it, it all really
1: works
0: out. Um It's okay. Uh, just, yeah, for people that don't uh, know what you get up to other than plant stuff. Uh, if, if, like, if you're at a party or something or, and someone says, okay, what do you do? Uh, how do you usually respond to that?
1: Well, first of all, um it, it, people don't believe that I'm actually an introvert, but I'm actually very much an introvert. So I probably wouldn't be at the party.
0: All
1: right, okay, yeah. <laughs> But if if, if if we're playing a what-if acting exercise as per your question um, and I was at the party and somebody asked me that question, I would say um, I am an Aussie based in... Uh, New York um, because I moved here to fulfill my um, Broadway dreams after um, being an actor and performer in Australia for a very long time. I'm a WAPA graduate. Um, I did all the big musicals in Australia, toured the world with all the big musical tours. And um, finally, well, there's some side roads there too, like designing films in Kenya and directing in Asia. But, um, but here we are in Manhattan and my dream was to be on broadway uh which i was just recently with summer the donna summer musical um and that was thrilling and um oh, congratulations. just wrapped up my thank you um i've just wrapped up my uh being the lead in a feature film uh called mother i am mother so stand by for that so <laughs> that's, that's nice. a little about me um i'm also So a director, I graduated from NIDA, um, the director's program, and um, have had wonderful opportunities to um, both perform and direct all around the world. And um, most recently, I've been directing a lot of short films and um, loving it and winning some awards for them. So that's been an unexpected thrill.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And so with going back to study just with the directing, was that a pretty difficult choice or was
1: no, I, I mean um i i look I, I mean to backtrack just a bit i you know look i was brought up on the northern beaches of sydney currently under lockdown zone one and two <laughs> yeah i used to live in narrabeen and, oh in narrabeen
0: yeah i just moved i've moved south now but i was in narrabeen yeah
1: oh yeah yeah that's what, yeah that's where that's where i'm from
0: that was your hood
1: yeah that was my hood um and um yeah so and and i go back there all the time that's when i'm allowed in so (laughs) as soon as i'm allowed in i'll come back and attend but um you know i wanted to be a hairdresser and um i couldn't be a hairdresser because i had really bad um eczema um and um so i had to pick something else and my dad took me uh, my brother and i to see annie and i'm like oh great if I can't be a hairdresser, I'll just be Annie. This is a great idea, you know. And so it took a little while to formulate that that was, you know, being a performer and actor. That's what Annie, being Annie was. So it then became, you know, a dream to try and work out how to be um, in musicals and be an actor. Um, and uh, so I... I had done a lot of acting work before I went to WAPA and then I went to WAPA and did my um, degree in musical theatre with John Millson and Dennis Follington, who I just, you know, uh, I loved. I mean, as tough as they were, yeah. um, I loved it. Um, and um, then I did musicals for like, I mean, I did back-to-back back-to-back shows, and um, it was incredible. Um, It's gruelling. It's thrilling. It's, you know, the highs are very high. The lows are very low. You know, if you're injured and trying to perform or you've got Mm. laryngitis and you're trying to sing, you know, that's the tough part, but then, you know, Auditioning is tough. Um, booking a job, though, is thrilling, and um, it, you know, being involved in that community and um, embraced by it, especially as someone who doesn't have a background in it at all, you know, it was just—I mean—to work with people like Michael Tyack It's like, oh, working Michael Tyack and you know, Darren Yap and Max Lambert and Gail Edwards and you know, really yeah. thrilling people. And um, so, what happened after I'd performed? And, you know, back to back for like eight years, I, you know, it coincided with the Olympic Games and I was like, well, no one is going to um, be trying to put on shows during the Olympic Games. And um, I had a lot of friends working on the Games and, um, you know, I had two really big dreams. One was to do Les Miserables, which I did, and one was to do The Great Australian Musical, which at the time, and and I still I think there can be a debate, but I still think that Boy From Oz is the best, you know, or definitely, you know, top three of the best Australian <laughs> musicals ever written and um, and um, produced. And so I'd done those two big shows, you know, and I was like, well, what do I do now? And so I was like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. I started working on the Olympic Games um, with um, the VIP department and working with all those amazing performers for the opening and closing ceremonies. And I was talking to um, fantastic directors who were there, you know, like, um, um, you know, lovely Mr. Page and um, Meryl Tenka, Darren Yap, uh, Mark goll And I was like, I want to apply for NIDA for the director's course. And um, they were like, you should. And I'm like,
0: really? <laughs> um, so well, I Dara did. So there, So, um, so then? And Darren Yap went there, so I can... yeah,
1: see, he did, he did. And Darren and I had known each other f- through Boy from Oz, and um, I was like, "Oh, Dad, you know, um, what do I do?" He said, "Apply," and I was like, "Okay." Um, so I applied, and um, you know, <laughs> of course, it was very competitive, and uh,
0: yeah.
1: they um, they selected um, six students for my year, and I was I was selected, and Helmut Bokitas was my um, my head of department, and um, Peter Peter Cook. Who's now head of Carnegie Mellon, who I caught up with during Mum Mia over here, um, and I just look, I, I, it wasn't—it was sort of a, a very organic flow to do it actually. Yeah, and the yeah. timing was sort of perfect, and I'd kind of turned my back on performing, and it wasn't until, I, you know, because I was, after after NIDA I was working on The Matrix, and then I sort of segued back, I was doing casting for Lion King with the incredible Gil Kipster, and um, he was like, no. Nah you should be performing. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And he was like, yes, you're going to do the Sydney Cabaret convention. I'm like, Gil, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not. He said, you are. Anyway. So I did. And Sean Rennie and I, who's directing also, um, won and we were both going to New York. So that kind of started the navigating between the two worlds. Um, so yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. It sounds like it just all flowed. Yeah. Kind of really yeah. Easy. so it sounds like you've done a bit of everything uh is there something that grabs you more than others or in in terms of the genres or styles or um, you just go where the work is
1: yeah I, it, it's it's funny it's something that's been said to me a lot it was, you know and some and usually jokingly it's like bloody hell, is there anything you can't do? And it's like, yes, there's a lot of things I can't do. There's a lot of things I won't do. I will not jump out of a plane. I will not bungee jump. There's a lot of things that are like, no. And, um, but I, look, my, my, my curiosity has always been anything involving creativity. And I've always believed, you know, I don't, if you're an actor, I don't believe that you're just an actor. If you're a director, I don't believe you just, you know, I always, it involves, like it's such a holistic thing to me that, you mm. know, <clears throat> you, 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 it's, you know, you have to, you can only be the best by, you know, making sure that everybody feels they can contribute and um, you know the team can all pull together you know so um, for me uh, no I, I just I don't know it just feels like everything just continues to flow and and it's you know I get asked to direct things I get asked to audition for things I get booked to perform in things I you know so whether it's a reading or whether it's directing a short film or whether it's consulting or whether it's teaching you know it's to me it's all all one it's all about you know working together to find a way to find the best create creative outlet I guess
0: and yeah you mentioned earlier you know, your dream was to be on Broadway what was the process of you know going I'm just doing it I'm moving and then actually getting the show up
1: uh it was I mean it was very very strange I um I had been performing in america um doing uh the spiegel tent ross mollison's um world and um i was doing a show called absinthe and i was the lead singer in that and um the visa that i had was a, a show specific visa so i thought oh i'll just i'll just find out maybe i can extend this you know and um so i was connected um with a wonderful immigration lawyer who actually sadly passed away on um on tuesday and so i'm a little bit raw from that um oh, but he was the most extraordinary man he looked after so many of the aussies who you know had the same dream like carolina O'Connor, josh horner matt Trent, you know um and and he was just like yep you gotta if that's your dream let's make it happen and he would come to shows and just wonderful human being and um and so I said to him, look, can I flip this visa to a to an 01? And he was like, he was like, mm-mm. And I was like, oh no. He said, no, no, no. I think you should flip it to a, a green card. And I was like, yeah, just flip it to a green card. And <laughs> he was like, no, it. I think you're gonna put the wrong case, you know. And so I was like, okay. So I handed over, you know, the fees and waited. And um, and so that's what started that ball rolling, you know. Um so yeah and um and then when the visa finally came through i moved and um i'd been working in kenya at the time designing films and i was like well okay, I'll go. It's really competitive. It's going to be really, really hard. And it is, it's very, very competitive here. It's very, very tough. It's, it's very um, intense because there's, you know, in Australia, we're so used to maybe one, two, maybe three shows any, at any one time. And in America, it's, you know, there's a lot happening. And so I was like, okay, I'll just I'll, I'll try and work it out. I'll go, you know, to see if um, I can audition for some things. And after I'd been here for six weeks and after six weeks I had 11 things on the table. Um, and so I was like, oh, Oh, what do we do? What do we do? And they were like, right, well, we're going to turn that one down. We're going to turn that one down. We're going to do, do the callback for that one, definitely. Do the callback for that one, definitely. We're going to put you on hold for that one. And I'm like, it was so overwhelming because I I had mentally prepared for it to be incredibly difficult, like, like physically hard work, emotionally hard work, and I had really prepared myself mentally to – you know, wait for a year or two years before really getting in the door with auditions and getting called back to, you know, let alone being booked. And so after six weeks, I had 11 things on the table. Ultimately, um, after seven weeks, I accepted the lead role in the Broadway National Tour of Mamma Mia. So I toured with that for two years. Um, and that was amazing, you know, amazing credit and amazing. Um, you know, way to get your foot in the door, you know, with such a, a solid credit with, you know, the incredible um, team at Tara Rubin's um, casting office, Casting You. And um, But saying no to things was a very strange thing. And, I, I, I you know, I was totally <laughs> destroyed. Actors and
0: not performers aren't used to saying no. Not
1: at all. And I, I said to my agent, I was like, well, people are people going to not like me? This is terrible. What am I going to do? And they were like, well, No, no, they're going to, you know, and the way it works here is like, you know, it's it's like, damn it, she's turning things down. Like, you know, they want you more. So it's like, damn it. Um, so you know, I came back after um, after two years out in the road with Mama Mia, which was amazing. And you know, through Mama Mia, I got to perform you know with Jennifer Hudson and um, the Dropkick Murphys at you know the um, and the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra at um, Fourth of July celebrations. I got to perform at Madison Square Garden with um, with the NBA and like just insane things you just go.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's just you know? happening.
1: It's this, yeah. It's this happening, and you really have to pinch yourself. As you know, you're coming up through a hydraulic at Madison Square Garden, and, and you know you're seeing yourself on the jumbotron and twenty thousand people. It's like, oh, oh my. Um, so you know, really thrilling things that you just. Um, it, just, it takes a while for you to get your head around, you know, and I, I remember being in the mix um, multiple times for, for say, something like Spider-Man and, you know, you dream of these things and it's such a strange, um, you know, adjustment when you're in an audition room and you're going, oh, there's dream Julie Taymor and and you go, no, that's actual Julie Taylor. <laughs> yeah you know, and then you just go oh be good be, be better be, uh, you know to try and work out you know that left and right part of your brain that's you know one part's trying to sing and the other part's trying to go that's actual Julie Table, be better be better Do, <laughs> sing better act better Don't sound like that. what are you doing um you know and I remember another time where I was in for um Bridges of Madison County and they said okay let's let's hear you sing and I look over the piano and there's no piano player and I'm like Okay, cool. And um, then I look back at the table and um, this guy gets up. He goes, don't worry, I'll play for you. And I'm like, that's actual Jason Robert Brown. Okay, cool, that's Jason (laughs) Robert Brown. That's great, Lord, You know, and of course you then do a dreadful audition because (laughs) you go, I'm so busy, you know, being starstruck by the incredible Jason Robert Brown.
0: Yeah, so you're always a fan.
1: (laughs) Function. (laughs) So, you know, and then, you know, to finally... You know, to you know, be auditioning for Broadway shows and being called back for Broadway shows is is, you know, it's it's so, it, you know, it's so surreal that you know if you've got your sliding scale of going, I'm from the northern beaches of Sydney, I'm auditioning for Broadway, <laughs> it's like, uh uh-uh. um. So, what happened with um. With Summer was I had just come out of a callback for something else and the audition notice came through and I was like, cool, this sounds really cool. And I was going in for Giorgio Moroder, and I messaged my agent I was like, um this sounds great like I, I want to go in but you know Georgia M wrote a man um or is this a typo is he, And they're like no no no. they're they're um casting all women I'm like cool so um yeah it was really intense um uh, my first I think I had three auditions a dance audition then a final callback and um the final callback was um there was easily 20-25 people in the room <laughs> You know, and so you walk in, you're like, uh, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> it's this panel.
0: Yeah, uh, and you people know, don't most- realise that. That, yeah, I mean, even if you know you're a really successful performer, you're still having to go in there. You're still having to audition for the executives. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and even in the waiting room, you're seeing people. You just go, holy shit, that's blah 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 da da da, and there are all these people with multiple Broadway credits. Um, you know, Tony nominations and. All- <laughs> It's sort of again, you've got your slider. Uh, out going, what are we doing here? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so it's it's quite um, you know, it's 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 thrilling and it's uh, you know, it's awe inducing and. Um, yeah, it's the level of gratitude and the appreciation for being seen for appointments, you know, when it's so competitive. Um, it's just, you know, quite mind-blowing. So, yeah, then when I, I I was down to the wire for it and um, then uh, I did my final audition and we waited. It was a couple of weeks and then my agent called and just said, you're going to Broadway.
0: <laughs> and I yeah, was like,
1: her. Oh, my God. But what was also thrilling about it, and I think this is what you know the reason I moved to to New York in the first place, was you know by the time shows get to Australia, often five, ten years old, you know, and I'd always wanted to be involved in things from the very, very beginning. And um, so with summer, it was um, a workshop contract um, and we did six weeks um, at Signature Theatre doing, you know, a workshop development process. Then a year later, we went to La Jolla to do a second workshop process with it. And then just after La Jolla, we went to Broadway with it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite, um, it's quite, um, amazing to be a part of that process and seeing how they make changes on a day-to-day basis, why they make changes, you know, what gets cut, what stays and gets, you know, extended. Um, and then, you know, to, when you finally make your Broadway debut and I, I, mean, I remember standing in the wings, um, for the curtain calls and just, I just couldn't feel my feet on the ground. I could, and then so much flashes through your mind that you just go, "Oh my god!" All those singing lessons when I was fourteen—you know, telling my parents this is what I would do, telling my parents—it's it, it, just like a light flashes, you know, your life flashes before you. It's quite weird, and then you go, "Okay, I just made." My- I just made my Broadway, debate. and you try and normalize it. You try to go, yeah, I know, it just happens every day, or you know, you try and be cool somehow. And so, like, and you can't. You just go. That was um, that just happened. That's just happened.
0: Yeah. Does it? I was wondering. Does it feel like once you've achieved something like that that you've pursued for so long, do you kind of have to reevaluate? what's next or do you just yeah. keep taking it as it comes
1: no 100% when when and especially i mean it's a huge dream for an american let alone for an immigrant To have this dream in another country when you can't get a visa so it's never going to happen, you know, you don't live in that country, it's never going to happen. And so it is this impossible dream and you've always got, you know, it's like you're a little mouse on a wheel just going, well, you know, just have the dream, have the dream, have the dream. And then all of a sudden the dream becomes a reality and uh, absolutely you sort of go... What do I do now? What, what you know, so recalibrating, uh, you know, was quite, it's, it's still a strange experience because, you know, your brain still keep, keeps wanting to go, oh, you know, one day you, maybe you'll be on Broadway. It's like you, 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 it, you did it. You made your Broadway debut. You've done it. Yeah. And you're 100% correct. It's a very strange thing. If to try and recalibrate what the next dream is. You know, what do you do after that? And that's why I think, you know, the directing film has had never been on my radar and now to have directed so many short films and have won awards for it is like, oh, that's weird. And, you know, to have just, um, you know, we shot Mother, um, we started filming, gosh, almost 12 months ago, Um And we wrapped just before the lockdown. And, you know, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that I would be the lead in an indie feature in America, you know. And so it's still – dreams are a really strange thing to quantify, you know.
0: (laughs) And I guess it would be good to touch on last year and just what that was like for you. (laughs) I I know here in Australia the arts – didn't, wasn't they weren't really supported that well how was it for you over in America
1: it, it's so I mean it's I mean in terms of Australia I can't I'm watching like Frozen Open and I just watched Pippin open I was messaging a friend and 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 I was like wait you're going to to Australia she's like yeah I'm going to play the leading player in Pippin I'm like wait what a show is opening in Australia she's like yeah and I was like Oh my God <laughs> so you know having you know my friend Gabby go to go to Australia to play the leading player in, in Australia I'm just like oh shows are opening. people like people are together like more than more than two people like what um so that's been really strange to watch um but here here I went to see um <laughs> I went to see Tina. I had a friend making her debut as uh, Tina Turner's sister in Tina. Um, Another friend from Mamma Mia had just gone in as a swing and another friend from Donna Summer had just gone in um, as one of the backing singers. So I was like, cool, I'll go and see them. That's great. Um, And I was having dinner um, with Andrew Lipper beforehand and we were sitting chatting and we are like, well, what do you make of all of this? And this is March 10th. So this is much and we're going it's just like I was just like well I don't know I've been reading all the inter- international news I've been reading BBC I've been reading Al Jazeera I've been re- like it doesn't seem good it doesn't seem like it's possible that it just magically the virus is magically not in America, you know? And um, he was like, yeah, I agree. It's sort of really weird. And certainly going to the theatre that night, you could tell that people were starting to, like masks weren't a thing yet. There was no lockdown yet. Um, and it was like, you could just feel the, the air, like people were starting to get a bit, you know, and, you know, someone would cough and the audience never gone. <laughs> so yeah. everyone was starting to get a little bit, what's going to happen? And, you um, and I think it was that day or the next day. It was either the tenth or the eleventh that um, a front of house um, worker who had been working on um, six different shows was um, tested positive. So everyone went, mm, oh no! And um, and of course, the thing that people forget about Broadway is that most of the Broadway theaters are about twelve hundred seats. Twelve hundred, like like the lunt which is where Tina was and where uh, Tina was is will be again um you know is where the Donna Summer musical was it's one of the bigger theaters it's 1500 seats but most of the Broadway houses are 1200 seats they're tight and um you know in Australia like two and a half thousand seats theaters is is very normal you know and so we're in the La Fontaine 1500 seats and um And everyone's, you can feel it. Everyone's getting a bit, you Um, And so I was having coffee with a friend on the 12th and we were just about to finish having coffee when the, you know, the news blast came out, like all, like now, this minute, everything is shut. And I had to go to physiotherapy and I was like, oh, shit, this is really weird. And I walked up 47th Street. And I could see the guy with the trolley from The Florist. It was meant to be the opening night of six. He had all the opening night bouquets and he literally arrived and went, um eh. uh-huh. and the stage door guy was going, oh, ew, ew don't know what to do oh, no. <laughs> um, all the physiotherapists because um, it, it was um the physiotherapists they all go to the theaters to look after you know you can book in if you're in a show to you know have treatment that day or whatever so they all came into the physiotherapy studio and they were all like um we don't know what to do we we're meant to go to work and we got message to say not nah closed, done, and it was just so, so, so strange. And then walking through Broadway recently, like it's, there's no one in Midtown. It's the strangest, strangest thing. You know, there's a couple of people in suited costumes. There's a couple of people handing out bus tour flyers and that's it, you know, Um, and all the theatres are boarded up. Like the first time I went Midtown um, after the lockdown, it was just before two o'clock on a matinee day not a soul and normally there's lines out every theater there's all the box office people there's you know all the telecasters there's the the promos play, you know you see people going in and out of stage door and it's just like mm, um boarded up nothing
0: it's just yeah nothing. it's surreal
1: really like and- truly truly surreal mm. truly and, surreal and so coming
0: know. into 2021 is do you feel like are there things coming in for you are there you know work work wise or is it is it's, film been um, an easier thing for So you?
1: theater wise um theater wise broadway is shut until it's definitely shut until june 30th um we're awaiting updates on what they're going to do about that um governor Cuomo uh said the other day um that It's really going to depend on how the vaccine, um, how effective it is. Um, And then on top of that, you know, Broadway also relies so heavily on the tourist market, so it's really going to, you know, depend on how, heavily you know how tourism can reopen um they did a big test today uh with the buffalo bills game so there was you know there was um it was a big stadium thing so they i think they tested everybody as they went in they took temperatures they got people's personal details you had to register so i think today they're going to be doing a lot of data testing of how you know how mass um you know, mass groupings of people worked. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to. I could see tours maybe going back sooner than um, than Broadway, but you know, touch wood they come up with some magical <laughs> solution. Um, film has uh, film has started up more. They're film. They're actually filming a lot of things. They're filming a lot in Atlanta at the moment. They um, they will start. I mean, everything's been shut for the holidays, so they will start up everything next week. Um, filming TV shows has and film has shifted a lot in terms of the number of day players they bring in, um, the number of people allowed on set. Um, they've got special COVID monitors whose specific job is to take temperatures and test people and follow up, blah, blah, blah. Um, so film seems to be a little little bit more manageable, you um, But it's still weird. LA has just been shut down. So all production in LA is shut down for another two, just under two weeks. And then they're going to assess then whether they can reopen or not. Um, So it's still just very much up in the air. Um, And uh, yeah, and of course, you know, (laughs) a few other things happening in America too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, how's the last week been?
1: Look, it's been so fun, Adam. I'm so glad you asked. Everyone's just, you know.
0: Everyone's getting along. Everyone's really happy.
1: Look, if you said it, it's been a riot. It's been a riot. (laughs) Um, You know, and I'd like to say that that's a joke, but it's actually literally been a riot. So that's been, um, you know, it, it just... You know, talking to all my friends here and, you know, talking to the Aussies here as well, it's just, you know, after the year that we've had and then on top of COVID or, you know, all the protests and, you know, Black Lives Matter, which is, you know, the racism in America is just absurd and needs to be addressed um then there was more riots. it was looting then the elections you know pre-elections and the elections and then the fallout from the elections and then you know what happened on wednesday Uh, you know i've had so many people message and just go what on earth and it's just like
0: Mm -hmm. i'm sure eventually there'll be some movies or something made about it maybe you'll be in it (laughs)
1: Hey listen. Maybe it's one of those things, you know, that they say, you know, if if you wrote that no one be- would believe it. Oh yeah. And it's it's one of those things that it's so it's so extreme and so horrifying that the truth outweighs anything that you could ever create. It's similar, you know, I did a beautiful, you know, project for um, for the Australian theatre Company during the year. And, um, you know, they got a bunch of Australian writers together and um, Australian performers, which was awesome. And, you know, there's been a bunch of others, though, who have tried to make things about COVID and how it's been. And it's so terrible that you just go, well, I don't want to watch that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some some average uh, film stuff come out. And yeah. I, I I could see it as good. It'd be a good stage farce if you did the whole oh. thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you did it as a farce and then just went, oh, yeah, but this was real,
0: <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, my God.
1: Because I know there's definitely been times during the year where it's just like we just have to laugh hysterically now. This is so bad. And then I think after Wednesday, I think everybody here was just like, this is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable.
0: And um, so are you uh, will you be staying in the States? Are you, are you open and moving around or are you happy where you are at the moment?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've been in my apartment with my cat since March twelfth.
0: So,
1: (laughs) I'm having a great time. Um, Look, no, I do think that introverts have dealt with it better than (laughs) the extroverts who are climbing the walls. But um, no, look, I um, yeah, I definitely will be traveling. I definitely will be home, um, and um, you know, just waiting. Your family's still here, right? Sorry, that again.
0: Your family's still in Sydney. Yep. they
1: are they're in lockdown in uh, on on zone one northern beaches and zone two northern beaches so we're waiting for <laughs> waiting for updates and look I would have come home you know sooner but uh, you know I think nobody knew you know what um you know how bad the virus was nobody knew um I mean I think it's one thing to maybe fly Sydney Melbourne but you know to fly on a 24 hour flight nobody really knew um and then by the time <laughs> Flights at Christmas time. Everyone's trying to fly in December, and flights were between nine and thirty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> it was just
0: ridiculous. <laughs> just, just ridiculous. Yeah, if you might as well just wait a few months and. Yeah, know, I and think everything.
1: it's just that thing that I think we just have to be patient and just let you know scientists and medical professionals do their gig and uh, you know just listen to the the experts. I think it's it's. Uh, it's it's disappointing to hear people, you know, just like it's a QAnon conspiracy, or it's like, well, you know, kind of saw a hell of a lot of people die in New York, you know, thousands a day. And um, I don't think that was made up. I don't think that was, you know, and hearing people, well, where are the bodies? It's like, um, they're in those bags over there, actually dumped in a freezer truck until they can, you know, dump them in a quarantine ground. Uh, so I think that's been a really, you mm. know, tough. And I I think tough um, in terms of I think people deal with stress and pressure like this in different ways, so you never quite know who's up and who's down at any given point. Um, But I I don't know if anything it's taught people to maybe be a bit more patient, a bit more compassionate, a bit more kind, and um, you know try and work together to you know. Find the solution, or find how to, you know, what your coping me- mechanisms are. So let's see what um, you know. Oh, look, I, I, I'm not sure that 2021's begun yet. I, I, I like to call like today. I like to call December 40th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. maybe we'll see what happens after January 20th. Um, you know,
0: <laughs> just yeah. see
1: what happens. But yeah, it's been, um, it's you know, it's been a challenge for everybody.
0: Yeah, well, um, hopefully, twenty twenty one, whenever that starts, whenever is, it starts. <laughs> is, is going to be amazing. Uh, and uh, I wish you all the best for this year. I hope work starts flooding in and things open up. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's been um, yeah, you know, voiceovers are busy. Any you, you know, all the voiceover stuff is really, really busy, and and definitely in you know, the self tapes and the auditions, you know. Uh, coming in thick and fast it's just um you know what happened they're putting you know pushing stuff back and putting stuff on hold so that's my cat panda (laughs) that's the very famous panda that some people know he's crying (laughs) that's all good Uh, uh, but yeah thank you so much i think we're all gonna you know rise and conquer together and um come out with kindness and positivity at the end
0: (laughs) perfect note to end on thank you so much kay tuckerman
1: you're welcome
0: Creative, creative connections. Creative.